1: And I'm David.
0: And this is All Bad Things.
1: Welcome, everybody. Welcome.
0: Follow us, Insta, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitch at AllBadThingsPod. Email us AllBadThingsPod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord.
1: Do all of those things. In that order.
0: <laughs>
1: How are you Hi. doing?
0: <laughs> I'm good. I think I'm uh, in the end of vacation slump <laughs> yeah
1: we drove uh, about 840 miles one way well that that was the whole trip
0: nope we had 1800 miles on the car
1: yeah that was back and forth
0: well we drove 1800 <laughs> miles <what>
1: <laughs> not just to get there that'd be crazy yeah <laughs> that'd be a ways to go i would fly <laughs>
0: Yes, we drove back and forth a total of
1: 1,800 miles. And we went places in between, so that
0: tacked on mm-hmm. some miles. Yeah, so. that's why, yes. To the north country.
1: Cheers. <laughs> Nobody has air conditioning. And that, Nobody has and that air was, conditioning. That was oh really my God. that was really hard to get used to. <laughs> it,
0: yes, it's very warm in July, even in the north country. Thanks, global warming.
1: Thanks, global warming. Thanks, Obama. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, it was, uh, we were kind of all over the place. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Two countries. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yes,
1: where, where did we go in Canada? Kingston. Which is the home of...
0: The Tragically Hip. The Tragically Hip. That is correct. Mm-hmm. And Gordy, Jordy. Gord. Gord Howard. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's a football player or a hockey player? Gordy Howard? That
1: That's a hockey player. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um then Gord, there's Gord Downey is the Okay. Then there's the rest in peace. Uh then there's the who who am I we th- Howie we Long is the other person <laughs>
1: <laughs> We played football. Gordy Howe.
0: And Howie Long and, Howie Long. <laughs> and neither of us Gord anything Downey. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was
1: gonna say the first two have nothing to do with the story. But that's okay. Oh. I had possibly the best pizza I've ever had when we were in Kingston.
0: Yeah, you like that? Was well really good. Wood heads? Something like that. Something like that. Sure. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to give a, a nice... Uh, <laughs> we are recording this the night before it comes out.
1: <laughs> yes, we are.
0: <laughs> we thought about recording while we were away and did not, but... We
1: gonna... did. We uh, did bring the, the toys. We did.
0: We just never got to it.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Mom and uh, stepdad weren't up for really recording, and after a couple of days there, it's like, uh eh, let's let's it just wait till really we get hot. home. Yes. <laughs> it was really hot.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, so we're gonna do a fun light script, courtesy of Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Keeps us in scripts. Well, a lot of you do. Much appreciated. But Stephen is a loyal contributor. Uh, so this is the story of, of the... Of man gr- named Brady. Of what? I'm sorry. Of what?
1: Of a man named Brady. Oh. <laughs> uh,
0: here's the story of a man named Brady. No, of a, of a lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. I just knew that one All line. All of them had hair of gold. <laughs> Like their mother, the youngest one in curls. Here's the story of a man named Brady. There we go. Who was busy with three boys of his own. They were four men. It's the <laughs> okay, dumbest yeah, song. It's, it's yeah. the dumbest song.
1: Moving along. I, I apologize <laughs> for, br- for bringing that up. If
0: I, ever, if I ever sung for you the satirical um, <laughs> song that my sister and I wrote to the tune of the Brady Bunch theme song? In the 90s? Let's move along. Okay. (laughs) This is the story of the Great Emu War of 1932.
1: As in the animal? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. And I don't know, is it emo or emu?
1: I've always said emu.
0: I've always said emu too, I think. Like emo, but with an ooh.
1: Yes. Uh, That's what they listen to though.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Emu, (laughs) emu. Uh, So, The Great Emu War of 1932, a Roadrunner cartoon, played out in real life. (laughs) Okay. Trigger warning. Some emus were shot in this incident. No humans died, but some people did make themselves look like complete dorks. (laughs) First of all, all, now remember, Stephen is from New Zealand. So, we get lots of good New Zealand and Australian scripts from Stephen. First of all, I'll start by pointing out that while there are plenty of dangerous animals in Australia, there were 541 animal-related deaths reported to the Australian coroners between 2001 and 2017.
1: That's too many.
0: No, that's not many. Well, that's in true for that country. That's true for, for where they are. For 16 years? Yeah. Only for, I there's way more than that in the States.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: With an average of 32 animal-related deaths reported per calendar year. Horses, cows and dogs are the most frequent culprits. Sure. The Australian road toll for t- for 2022 was 1160 people. What is a road toll? What does that mean? Uh, like, Stephen? what does that mean?
1: I mean like a toll road? Like The Australian
0: like a- road toll for 2022 was 1160 people. I don't know what that means. Okay. Maybe he can clarify. Anyway, while 3,000 Australians are bitten by snakes every year, only God, That's a lot. That that does seem to be a lot. <laughs> sounds like a lot. <laughs> I, will say. I don't know what it I'm is I'm Not in going New to Australia West, now. Only 13% needed antivenom and there is an average of only 2 deaths per annum. Okay, that's not bad. So no. that's a that's a high survival rate.
1: Not taking those chances.
0: Hey, we just came back from where you grew up. Mhm. That place is pretty wooded and...
1: Yeah, but there are... There, things aren't going to kill you like they will in Australia.
0: I'm sure there's like a bear can, or two that would. They'll,
1: I mean, there, there are brown bears and black bears up there, but they pretty much leave you alone. As long as you're not...
0: Snakes, too, I bet. But
1: they're all they're all non-venomous. Uh, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of bugs where I'm from, but you yes. can survive in the woods and, and not die from an animal attack. Like, pretty simply. I don't think you can say that for... Anywhere on the continent of Australia.
0: Well, I'm not the going to. Fine. I'm not going
1: into the woods ever if I'm. Well, in I'm I'm not Australia. going into
0: the woods anywhere ever anywhere. Yeah, I'm probably
1: not doing that again either. I'm certainly not doing it in a place where there are just there are so many ways to die there.
0: Well, there have been no confirmed deaths from a spider bite since 1979.
1: Still not taking the chance.
0: <laughs> Last year, a 77-year-old man died because of a kangaroo attack this was the first death in 80 years. There were reports that from, he had been keeping it as a pet. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, and then the pet was like, yes. yeah, you're not keeping me anymore.
0: Oh, and th- those things have wicked back legs. Yes, they do. All they need to do is thump you in the chest, and that's about it. Uh, there are, uh who would have thought that a wild kangaroo didn't make a good housemate, you know? <laughs> It must have cost him a fortune in kitty litter. <laughs> most human deaths caused by kangaroo are due to road accidents like deer. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Almost all attacks by indigenous animals in Australia can be put down to human stupidity. The sad fact is that most people, no matter what country they live in, are more at risk from an attack by a domestic animal than any native species. Yeah, pet. Well, that's who we interact with the most as pets, right? Sure. This incident takes place in Western Australia. Western Australia, or WA, is the largest state in the federation and covers one third of the total land area of the federation. Having read, two
1: it kind of books, sounded like a Starship Troopers a little bit. What did? The, the, how we just described that? Like that's they they have a federation. Oh, okay, Starship gotcha. Troopers.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So it's all
1: it's all the humans.
0: Um. I just recently read two different Australian books, one that was about the bushland and one that was about the mountains, which we've covered both of in our podcast. Because remember that, um, the sole survivor of that, um, avalanche, that was our first miracle. So sure. Do you not remember that at all? (laughs) Really?
1: That was a, wasn't that the lodge that got displaced or something Uh like that? I do remember that 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 a little bit, but yeah, that. That was like 250 episodes ago or something.
0: <laughs> um, that would be The Dry by Jane Harper. That was about the bushland. And Everyone in My Family Has Killed Someone by Stephen Benjamin, I think. Anyway, both good books. All good books. Hmm. Well, WA covers a huge area, the central two-thirds of the land is desert, and the only economic activity in the area is mining. This state is the world's largest producer of iron iron ore, contributing 32% of the world's total iron ore production. That's huge. That's a lot. They also export camels to the Middle East. Huh. According to one website I saw, they are home to the largest population of purebred camels. This made me wonder, uh, what else? Let's see. This made me wonder what what else maybe a dromedary could breed with to produce a half-breed camel. Yeah, that's true. Apparently, you can artificially crossbreed a male camel with a female llama. The result is known as a comma. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not making this up. Which begs the question, who was the idiot that thought that this was a good use of his or insert gender here time? Let's face it; it had to be a bloke. <laughs> no one else would be silly enough to try. I, I, I agree, Steve. Right. The dumbest ideas. Sorry, ableist language. The worst ideas of humankind. I
1: straight mean, we men. Are, yeah, we straight are, white yeah. men. Uh-huh. Straight white cis men. And just nobody. That just nobody says no. We're, we're not. We're not doing that.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's never been a no. <laughs> Uh, apparently the idea was to make an animal that produced more wool than a llama with the size, strength, and temperament of a camel. But camels were kind of nasty. They can spit at you and stuff.
1: I think emu can too. Emu. can as well. Emu emo can, can too. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was a funny word, a funny sentence. Yes. Emu can too. Uh, maybe we'll find cut, out.
1: Cut out of Star Wars famously. Emu (laughs) Kentu. Like (laughs) R2-D2's
0: cousin, Emu (laughs) Kentu. Yes, it was supposed to be a plot line.
1: They cut it out, and, you know, that droid went on to, like, doing drugs.
0: (laughs) Spitting, apparently. Yes,
1: and uh, soaking up radiator fluid.
0: (laughs) The other explanation is far less interesting. A Tulu camel is the result of a male Bactrian camel, so two humps, mating with a female dromedary, which I'm guessing means one hump. Sure. Uh, The result is a larger animal with one hump. Apparently they are also used for camel wrestling. I'm not going to talk about this as as it isn't a person fighting a camel. It's just animal cruelty. Yeah, like dog Mm. fights or cock fights. I would watch a video of one of the people who practiced camel fighting getting his ass kicked by a camel. There you go. Yes. Yes. Carazin? Khurazan camels are a crossbreed between an Asian and an Arabian camel. They have two humps. Perth, WA's capital, is the most isolated city in the world. I have seen this. With its closest city being Adelaide, and that's over 2,200 kilometers away.
1: Are you fucking serious? Yeah. So Perth, Perth is, is way just out on, on its own. own.
0: It is the west coast of Australia, and it's just like the one. City Which center, is the one spot there. and that's it for a long time. It's yeah. like
1: the Horizon Zero Dawn of real Earth.
0: <laughs> the city is known for its street art. Perth is only a five-hour flight to Singapore. Only, <laughs> I guess when you live in Australia, you have Probably a much ever, different yeah, idea going, yeah. of a short flight. Like,
1: yeah, a short flight is five hours. Yeah. Whereas anybody else would be like, "Man, I flew five hours today. Are my arms tired?"
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Right? laughs> But West. Take my wife, please. <laughs> I take
1: my wife everywhere, but she finds her way home.
0: Western Australia is the only place in the world that has pink lakes. The lake's unique pink hue comes from a pigment secreted by microscopic algae found in Lock loch, Isle. In a lock, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Extra salty wetlands. These lakes aren't slightly pink, they are bubblegum pink. That's wild. And
1: there's probably things in there that can kill you too, so no thanks. I'm not, not going am, in there.
0: How am I the one who wants to go to Australia and New Zealand? You don't, and yet, like, because you're the one who wants to go camping.
1: No, I don't want to go camping there. I no, want anywhere. To go, no, not anywhere.
0: No, the fact that, what I'm saying, is you are adventurous <laughs> enough to want to camp. I understand. Not that in I'm Australia. Australian. No, I understand <laughs> Oh my goodness. Sorry. I understand that. What I'm saying is that's your idea of adventure. My idea of adventure is staying at a hotel in Australia.
1: Okay, I can do that.
0: Okay. I was not going to camp anywhere. You couldn't pay me to camp anywhere, let alone Australia. (laughs) Yeah,
1: the Adirondacks are just a little bit less uh, threatening than uh, the bush of Australia.
0: Some of those bugs were the size of small birds. Yeah, they can be. The emu is the second largest <laughs> living bird in the world. The ostrich is much taller at a maximum of 9.2 feet.
1: Yeah, they're both two point eight meters. former dinosaurs. All of these things we're talking That's about.
0: That's taller than the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, my God. They can run uh, really fast, too. Yes, which is scary. Versus 6.2 feet or 1.9 meters... And are also heavier at 145 kilograms or 320 pounds maximum versus 65 kilograms or 143 pounds maximum for an emu.
1: And they, these are also uh, related to uh,
0: cassowaries. Yes. Uh-huh. Which, which, which we know which, what which cassowaries know can do. They, they, they're just dinosaurs. <laughs> like, we're just
1: going to call them that. It's easier.
0: Basically, yes. Um, both birds have long necks, lay huge eggs, and can attain high running speeds over long distances. In an early episode of Top Chef, one of the chefs found an emu egg at Whole Foods and thought she was going to be clever and make a quiche with it, and basically they were just like, this is a quiche, why did you bother using this emu, <laughs> this ostrich egg? Like, <laughs> you could have just used eggs. <laughs> They're like, you she didn't like even a, do anything s- with it. To-.
1: I was trying to be fancy.
0: <laughs> I feel mm-hmm. like um they made them eat like a whole ostrich egg on Fear Factor. I thought you something. were going to
1: say a whole emo. <laughs> they made them eat a whole emo.
0: <laughs> they did have to eat on Fear Factor. I remember it's it's actually like considered a delicacy in some parts of the world, but like uh, an egg with a partially formed embryo. Ugh. So you're like crunching on the little bones and uh. everything. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I think about all meat, but okay uh even though that they can't fly both the ostrich oh, thankfully
1: i no, no, mean that would just be uh, like kind of unfair at that point <laughs>
0: yes
1: like they can they can hunt you down but they'd let you get like a head start just to fuck with you yeah and then fly in the air over your head and then land in front of you,
0: <laughs> yes. just, you
1: know, just being like you can't get away like, yeah it, it's over
0: Um, Both the ostrich and the emu have wings, and they use them as rudders to change direction when they are running. Huh. The emu's wings are a lot smaller than the ostrich's and are only slightly bigger than a person's hand. Oh, how strange. Okay. They have tiny little wings.
1: Yeah, but still.
0: Huh. An emu holds the world speed record at 50 kilometers per hour, or 31 miles per hour. Okay. That's quite a bit. Emus live in small flocks. The birds mate for life, and the male incubates the eggs and looks after the chicks. As it should be. The emu population is considered stable, and they are not considered an endangered species. Okay. That's, like, the first time that's happened. (laughs) (laughs) Emus are omnivorous. They eat seeds, grasses, and insects. The birds are shy but curious. Like many birds, emus are prone to territoriality. Especially yeah. in breeding season. Yeah. If cornered, they're certainly known to attack humans, but most attack on- most attacks only result in superficial wounds. Um in addition to book corner, game corner, if I have not mentioned Wingspan yet, the board game or the switch game, I recommend. Oh okay. If you want the most interesting strategy you, you, game of birds.
1: You do have the switch board game.
0: I do. I or do the board switch game. I have probably at this point played hundreds of rounds of Wingspan on that switch. I'll tell you.
1: You might be the only one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I even put. I even yeah, got the European of, expansion pack.
1: You might be one of five.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, emus in Western Australia follow seasonal migratory patterns, moving southwest in the winter and northeast in summer. And this will become important later in the podcast. After the First World War, returning soldiers were offered land in West Australia. The government gave them subsidies to farm wheat. Most of these returned servicemen had no experience in farming and the soil was of poor quality, so many of them ended up walking off their land. Italian immigrants who had experience in agriculture arrived in the area and started growing grapes on some of the abandoned farms. During the 1920s, the federal government helped British migrants to settle and establish farms in the area. The big problem was that this area was home to over 20,000
1: emus.
0: (laughs) Farming in Australia was completely different than farming in England. To make, well, the climate is completely different from one thing. Yes, yes, it is. To make. A lot more
1: tropical, a lot. I mean.
0: Well, it, I don't think.
1: Soil is different.
0: Yeah, I don't think Australia and anyone from Australia, correct me. I don't think Australia is tropical. It's dry. Correct. That's true. But, but certainly
1: warmer than, like the UK. I think.
0: Oh yes, it gets like horrifically hot in parts of yeah. Um, Australia. Yeah. Routinely.
1: <laughs> I don't think anybody's accused the UK of ever getting horrifically hot.
0: And <laughs> well, there's hot, been some hot heat era. waves. There have been lately. Yeah. And it's interesting because I was thinking when we were were in your mom and stepdads uh, at, at their camp, that the house was very good at preserving heat because mm-hmm. it would get cool in the evenings outside and be warmer inside. And I bet that's what has been the, well, I've read that like when there's heat waves in Europe, one of, especially like England, one of the biggest problems is that the houses are built to preserve heat. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, so this is probably what people are feeling. It's too warm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Way like all warm. the time for days and days on end. And that would be awful. You can pry my air conditioning out of my cold dead hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> May they be cold. That's how I know yes, that Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> to make matters more difficult for the farmers, wheat prices dropped in the 20s and then the American stock market crashed. This plunged Australia into a depression that would last 10 years. England owed lots of money to America, who wanted it repaid, and Australia had a huge debt with England that it struggled to repay. Wow, I didn't know that, like, economic history. Life on the West Australian wheat farms before the Depression had never been easy. Due to a dry spell, the emus started to move to find water. The farms had a reliable supply of water and food. The birds broke down fences ate the wheat, and trampled the plants. Hmm. Once the emus had broken down the fences on a farm, rabbits in the area could get in and eat any crops that the birds had missed. And, of course, we know that Australia had a big rabbit problem. (laughs) Farmers started shooting the emus, but a few farmers with rifles had little to no effect on the numbers of birds. A bounty was placed on emu beaks, but ammunition was scarce and expensive, so making money shooting emus wasn't an option for most people. Farmers asked George Pierce, the Australian defense minister, for help. The federal government provided soldiers armed with Lewis machine guns, as well as 10,000 rounds of ammunition to okay. deal with the problem.
1: Seems a little excessive.
0: All the farmers had to do was house and feed the men. So they basically put together an army of machine gun armed soldiers
1: to kill emus.
0: Emus. emus. I guess this is. I, mean, I called an emu war. I guess
1: the emus must have done fucked up. Like I don't know what else. <laughs> <laughs> what else deserves that response? It does seem
0: like bringing a, a, a machine gun to a knife fight. Yes, yes or an emu fight in this <laughs> yes. case. It might seem strange that the government acted so fast, but there was a large movement in West Australia, West Australia, to leave Australia and become independent literally every country ever has, has gone through that yes <laughs> some successfully
1: just... some not so much Yeah. some still hold on to that to that texas chance
0: is welcome to go any day at once all of our friends in texas we will welcome you with open arms to the rest of the united states anyway there's a few other states i'd probably throw there's, in there uh, <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll see in about uh 16 months
0: Ugh. Importing so many people from Britain to boost the economy had backfired. Politicians forget that most immigrants don't abandon their ties to the old country. It is their kids that assimilate completely. My grandmother came to New Zealand when she was only five years old. While she loved New Zealand, she always considered herself English. Oh, that's a neat bit of trivia about Stephen. Sure. It's the next generation that cuts ties with the old country. Sure. In fact, a referendum taken in nineteen thirty-three, less than a year after this event, sixty-eight percent of voters voted for the state to leave the Commonwealth of Australia and return to the British Empire as an autonomous territory. Wow. So they, they they voted in favor of seceding, essentially. But the British government ruled the referendum invalid to avoid a political shit show. The politicians saw this as a chance to show that they were doing something to help people in need. The wheat farmers in the area were threatening to withhold selling their crop to the government. George Pierce saw an opportunity to show that staying in the Commonwealth of Australia had advantages. Like machine gun soldiers who can kill your emus. On November the 1st, 1932... Major Meredith and two soldiers from the 7th Heavy Battery of the Royal Australian Artillery headed to Campion 271... Oh, headed to Campion 271 kilometers, or 168 miles, northeast of Perth. For publicity purposes, a cinematographer was sent along to record the adventure. Yeah, why not? Let's show a I, bunch I like of people the, uh, getting shot up with hey, machine guns.
1: I love that they were going with the art, you know, artisanal style. You like what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: They were looking at well, it. So we'll
1: with send a, a, you know, a DP. Kind of frame. Like, see mm. when this when this emu goes down, I <laughs> want the blood. Slow-mo. I want the blood to shoot out in these directions. <laughs> That's the only way it'll work. You guys think you can do that? All right, Ooh. let's try.
0: And action. <laughs> the newspapers around Australia saw the opportunity for some light-hearted articles to supplement the bad news stories generated by the depression, and treated the whole exercise as a big joke. They felt that a few light-hearted articles would help build the morale of struggling Australians. I I guess. I I guess. You can think that. (laughs) You can think that.
1: (laughs) You're allowed to think that.
0: The locals felt slighted that the government was taking their problems so lightly that it just sent three soldiers to deal with the problem. Uh, oh, it felt slighted. I read that poorly. The flocos felt slighted that the government was taking their problems so lightly that it just sent three soldiers out. Okay. Sometimes doing nothing is a better option than only helping a little. It showed that the politicians had looked into the situation and decided that they didn't really care about the farmers. On their arrival, they found that the emus had wreaked some of the farms, oh sorry, wrecked some of the farms completely. The next day, they set up their machine guns and went to work. After opening fire on the giant birds, they managed to miss every single one they <laughs> aimed at. Isn't the point of machine guns? This, that- also, this
1: also kind of sounds like uh, like the end of one of the Jurassic Parks. Like there's, you know, there's, uh, you know, instead of emu, it's uh, velociraptors <laughs> coming out, and they're not hitting any. Not of Not hitting anything. Yeah. You know. And they didn't set the traps properly, and
0: yeah, you know. <laughs> the birds just stayed out of range. <laughs> they learned. Yeah. They're like, they well, learned. We're not coming near." But for some reason, they were too frightened to head towards the loud noise of a large amount of 303 ammunition being fired off. Farmers acted as beaters, but the emus just split up into small groups and scattered. They just ran away. And just like, all right, <laughs> oh, not worth can. it.
1: This is. I'm out. This one's not gonna work. <laughs>
0: The next day, they were told that one thousand birds were heading to a nearby dam. I love that they're like, "We're gonna head them off in the them. Pass. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they set up an ambush, but when they opened fire, the emus just took off in all directions.
1: Wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that technically technically be a bird bush, an ambush, but with birds? Uh-huh.
0: It's close. Yeah, that's close to a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, well done.
1: Thank you. Yes. Take my wife, please.
0: (laughs) (sighs) One machine gun jammed almost immediately after the battle began. The soldiers expended hundreds of rounds and managed to kill less than 12 of the 1,000 birds.
1: I feel sad for the ones that perished. I know, know, the
0: fallen soldiers. Yes. They hadn't allowed for the fact that emus post-lookouts, oh, emus post-lookouts when they are feeding. <laughs> There's just one friend yeah, Is there. Yeah. And with those cagey little heads, you know. Yeah,
1: and, and they and they can grow to be like nine feet tall, so they got a nice... That's an ostrich. They, oh, it's, they're closer sorry. to six feet. Oh, okay. Well, so, that's, that's, still, that's good, that's good range.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. They hadn't, uh, yep yeah, okay. So as soon as the sentry sent the alarm call, his flockmates would take off in all directions. The emus just weren't willing to fight fair and just moved out of the area to a different field that lacked heavy weapons. The newspapers had a great time coming up with really bad dad joke headlines and stories. The soldiers were finding out that they had seriously underestimated the emus' intelligence and speed. <laughs> yeah. To counter the bird's agility, it was decided to mount the machine guns on a truck. This was just a farm truck built for the road and didn't have good suspension. The movement of the lorry spoiled the aim of the soldiers, but they did manage to hit at least one emu. (laughs) Unfortunately, (laughs) Unfortunately for the crew of the vehicle... The dying bird hit the truck and damaged the oh, steering. Oh, well, of
1: course, yeah.
0: It swerved into a fence, ripping down a large probably, section.
1: The bird probably did that on pur- purpose. He's like, well, I'm taking you with yeah, me. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> See you in hell. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> uh, the vehicle being used was too slow to keep up with the birds anyway, so the idea was abandoned. The emus were not, uh, just not playing fair by not standing still. <laughs> Another problem was that a single bullet wound often didn't do enough damage to kill such a large bird. One bird shot at a later date was found to have five bullets from a previous attempt to dispatch Damn. it that had not managed to slow it down. That's wild.
1: They're like Terminators. Hey, the term,
0: ter, term termunator.
1: Termunators.
0: Termunators. <laughs> Terminators. Timumators. <laughs> Termunators. <laughs> Team Unators. Team Ah, Needless to say, the newspapers reported it as one bird laying down his life for his mates. By now they were in full war reporter mode. The reporters from the press were having a great time. <laughs> Their accounts in the newspapers were modeled as if there was a major battle going on. They were merciless in taking the piss out of the troops. They reported it as if the Australian army were taking on the whole emu nation. (laughs) In reality, it was just three under equipped servicemen versus 20,000 birds, each weighing between 30 to 40 kilograms or 69 to 82 pounds. (laughs) It's way too many. It's too many, like, small birds. Little, these giant ones. Yeah,
1: with just three guys. It's like, here you go. You have unlimited uh, ammo. But you just won't be able to hit it.
0: It's not going to matter. Yeah. yeah.
1: They'll, they'll learn to adapt, and they'll just stay away from the ammo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, it would have been Except more productive. Except for, like, a couple of them. <laughs> it would have been more productive to figure out better fences or something. Yeah,
1: something. Like, yeah, it would have been better just to watch Jurassic Park. They, they should have <laughs> just done that instead.
0: Too bad it was still 60 years from being made.
1: Well, they, they should have done it anyway. There
0: you go. Yeah. They, they could have built a time machine to yeah. go forward to watch it. There you go. See?
1: hmm Now we're thinking.
0: <laughs> we're, we're thinking just as well as they were. <laughs> <laughs> so far the emus seem to be winning the war and and uh, one New South Wales labor politician suggested that the emus should be given a medal <laughs> as they were the victors of the first round of the fight. <laughs> the guy imagine being, being
1: the guy that has to go out into the field and like he gets surra- met- He gets surrounded by emus and he has to start putting on medals.
0: <laughs> Can can you duck, sir? Yeah,
1: just a little bit. Just there a little we, bit. Go. There we go. Your
0: head is very high yes. in the air. Oh my goodness! The gunners had already used a quarter of their ammunition. Estimates of birds killed ranged from as low as fifty and as high as five hundred. But again, remember twenty thousand.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not buying the. I'm not no, buying the five hundred. That's inflated. Yeah.
0: Even if an emu had been mortally wounded, it could run many kilometers before it would die. Sure. They are teamunators. So there was no <laughs> way an accurate tally could be kept. The operation was called off and the soldiers were sent home. All right. The farmers kept the pressure on the politicians. So on the 12th of November, Major Meredith and his two helpers <laughs> returned to try again. The first day of the new campaign, 40 birds were killed. Wow. By the end of the month, Major Meredith figured out that it took about ten rounds to kill each bird. Oh my that's god, that's a lot. That's a lot.
1: That is like a fucking Terminator. Co- like, it is. Like, if, you, if you've only got nine, it's <laughs> not gonna work out.
0: If any of our listeners enjoy <laughs> drawing, like, yes. and you want to draw the T-Moonator, yes. they'd love to see it. Yes, we
1: will. Please do so.
0: Ah, uh, by the 10th of December, the soldiers were almost out of ammunition. They had killed about 10% of the local birds. Major Meredith is quoted with saying, quote, "If we had a military division with the bullet carrying capacity of these birds, it would face any army in the world. They can face machine guns with the invulnerability of tanks." End quote. <laughs> so we just need evil armies.
1: You know what? They, that's probably what they took away from this and they've already thought of that thankfully. That's part of what the almost a trillion dollars goes to. We have an army of emus, <laughs> at least. At least we've got that.
0: We have all the emunators. Yes, we do. Teamunators. Hey.
1: <laughs> and uh, apparently they are like fucking terminators because it really takes ten are. shots just to take one down. That's wild. That's on average too. Ten that means, rounds. Yeah. Isn't
0: th- isn't a machine gun rounds like a full? Well, it, it means strip? like a sh-
1: no, it means a shot.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. A bullet. Okay. So to speak. <laughs> Number one with a bullet. The cost made the whole exercise a joke. <laughs> the government decided that the whole idea had been a mistake. They supplied the local farmers with ammunition and the locals ended up ki- what ended up killing 57,000 emus in 1934. The fuck.
1: How? I well, don't know.
0: Okay. That's a lot. Okay.
1: S- sounds like sounds like the humans won the war. <laughs>
0: They did better than the military. (laughs) Well, there's three guys, to be fair. They're better than those three guys. By 1943, the local farmers were losing the battle against the Emus, and they requested that the army step in again. But the politicians had finally worked out that they couldn't win the war against the Emus.
1: (laughs) There's too many of them. Uh, And then then the guy gets shot down. (laughs) It's a line from Star Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Um, what was the sentence you said earlier? Emu me too or whatever? <laughs> Something like that. Emu to me? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Western Australia is still the country's largest producer of wheat. The soil quality is still poor and needs fertilizer to sustain a decent crop. Major Gwynedd Purvis Wynne Aubrey Meredith.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? This took a... It's like a weird turn. We
0: may have found the most <laughs> Australian name ever.
1: The most Australian-UK name ever.
0: Gwyned Purvis Win Aubrey Merritt. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> sounds right. like she's important.
0: Well, no, I think it's a man. Oh. Because it was like, a commander. Sounds like they're important. Back in the day, so. The commander of men who fought, quote-unquote, in the Great Emu War, <laughs> died in 1975. His career didn't seem to suffer because of the Great Emu War. He retired from the Army as a Brigadier General. See, and you were laughing at Major Gwyned Purvis (laughs) Wynne Aubrey
1: Meredith. It's too many names.
0: He was actually Brigadier General Gwyned Purvis Wynne Aubrey (laughs) Meredith. It feels like just saying word, 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 word. Name, 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 name.
1: Word to your mother.
0: Straight out of Compton. His suggestion at the time had been to supply the farmers with machine guns and ammunition. <laughs> a this lot is, this of... is literally like
1: a this is like a scenario in a fallout game. Right. Like it really is.
0: <laughs> a lot of them were World War One veterans and would have been able to use them. He was overruled because the yeah. government was worried about the secessionist sentiment in the area, yeah. they would have waged a civil war.
1: And they were like, if these guys start digging trenches again, like it's over. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah start fighting side by side (laughs) with with the the emus emus,
1: yes (laughs) like like, like we thought of it like finally oh my goodness yes you know what that would have been awesome if that had happened it
0: would have been pretty amazing yeah Yeah. dig trenches and little emus in the trenches you just see their little heads heads running back and (laughs) forth
1: yeah, you can spare a couple of them. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's what sixty five thousand of them or whatever. Yeah, like,
0: thousands and thousands. Yeah.
1: There's, yep. there's a lot, There's there's too many of them.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he would rather be remembered for his service in both World Wars and his fighting in the Korean War. The Emu War accounted for just two months of his forty seven year career in the Army. It was an
1: intense two months, though. Yes. <laughs> the Emu War not to be fucked around with, apparently.
0: History has forgotten that the human side of the Great Emu War consisted of three members of the army, two Lewis machine guns, and 10,000 rounds of 303 ammunition. It has been played up as a huge military operation with comments like Australia got beaten in Gal- Gallop- Gallipoli?
1: Gallipoli, yeah. Okay,
0: by Turkey and then got its ass kicked by emus. <laughs> <laughs> it is a shame that a Google search on Gwynedd Purvis win Aubrey Meredith. Is mainly mainly focuses on this one incident. He didn't come up with the idea of using machine guns on wildlife and sending just three people to deal with 20,000 birds. Reminds me of the saying, if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing half-assed. <laughs> Estimates on the number of emus in Western Australia range between 500,000 and 900,000. While they are not an endangered species, they are protected by law. So I guess no one oh, else okay. is going to get a yeah. machine gun to come.
1: Like you can only take out so many a year, you know, yeah. kind of like deer, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't kill them all, you know, but you can kill some of them.
0: Just not with bullets, apparently, because it I, they can I, take like six of them before I they guess. die.
1: Like this is. Jeez. Yeah, I, I just wanted to see like a scene where they're putting like war paint out on each other, like they're <laughs> scratching each other's foreheads. No, a know. little
0: uh Rambo bandana. That
1: too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All all of that.
0: The Terminator.
1: That's a fucking crazy story but <laughs> I
0: got it. I got it. I got oh. it. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Oh shit. <laughs>
0: oh. oh Terminator. Terminator. <laughs>
1: dark the sky doth be <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so anyway
0: <laughs> that was, i mean that was highly entertaining yes it was thank you steven
1: there should be a video game like based yes. on this there should be
0: yes there absolutely yeah. should
1: like you have to start out like you're like a young you know or like, young like you're like no no well you could do both you
0: could <laughs> you could yeah. play either as the yeah. side or the human or the side. army side yeah, yeah.
1: You know, yeah, that that makes more sense. Yeah, that's better. But you have to be the young <laughs> emu, and then you, know, you get to the war pain stage eventually. <laughs> you
0: get to the Rambo stage. And then
1: you attack a village, and then you just start pecking away at humans.
0: <laughs> Nowhere were emus the aggressor here.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, they could have been. They
0: destroyed crops. That was the problem.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that that's being aggressive. That's taking away a food source.
0: That's yeah. true. Yeah? I guess it's just a good thing that Alfred Hitchcock's movie, The Birds, took place in San Francisco and not Western Australia. Yes. It would be a very different yes, movie would now, have, wouldn't it? it would have been.
1: <laughs> you could have thrown a cassowary in there, too.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: But, uh,
0: uh... Very good, Stephen. Thank you. This was fun. <laughs> this was fun. This was a lot of fun. So
1: 1932. 1932. Okay. Wow. Uh, things were different in that <laughs> year. Yes. So, that was The Great Emu War of 1932, A Roadrunner cartoon played out in real life. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week.
0: We'll be back! (laughs)